Hello, everybody, and welcome to Zion's Youth Podcast, a podcast created by the youth for the youth. We hope that this podcast can serve as a platform for young people all throughout the world who are striving their best to live as disciples of Jesus Christ. Each week, we will have different guests on to discuss how they strive to live the gospel of Jesus Christ in their own lives amid the challenges they may face in the world today. We hope you enjoy our first episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Zion's Youth Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Perry. And today we have a very special guest who is also my little brother, Carson. Hi, Carson. Hi. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Thanks for joining us. Carson, if you wouldn't mind telling all of your future fans (laughs) and listeners um, a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do, what grade you're in, all that stuff. All right. Um, My name's Carson Ford. Uh, I'm a senior. I play football for my high school, and I'm a member of the church. Awesome. I'm 17. And where do you live, and what high school do you go to? I live in Maple Valley, Washington. I go to Tahoma High School. So what are your plans for after high school? I'm gonna probably going to do a semester at a BYU school and then go on my mission awesome and then yeah and then finish after yeah sounds like a great plan um so yeah Carson is my younger brother we're six years apart and we were very close well we still are very close um growing up we were very close and he's just a great latter-day saint and I'm excited to kind of ask him some questions. So Perry, do you want to start it off? What's kind of been the hardest thing being a member of the church in high school? And I guess kind of describe the demographic. Like, is there a lot of members where you live? Is there not? Kind of give us the background on that and kind of what's been the biggest struggle so far for you. So there's actually quite a few uh, youth members who live around here there's about like 200 250 that go to uh Tahoma with me out of like how many kids at your school there's like 2,000 something kids oh yeah that's a pretty good number yeah it's yeah it's, it's a pretty good number um I'd say the hardest thing I'm sure it was for you guys too is like peer pressure that's just a big thing in high school. Like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Swearing is a big thing. A lot of my non-member friends don't really party and stuff, so that's not a thing. But they do swear, of course, because that's just the way they were raised, I guess. Totally. Peer pressure was definitely big, at least when I was a youth in the church. And I think the youth because Carson and I went to the same high school um it's definitely grown the number of members I still had probably 150 
200 of us, but um, I think the youth right now, at least in our area, are getting a lot closer, would you say? I mean, Carson, you have a lot of really good members of the church who are your friends, and I, and Perry and I both didn't really have that. So how do you think that's helped having that like support group of the same values and all that? How do you think that's helped you kind of continue to live the gospel strongly? Yeah, it's just great. There's a a large number of, you know, just members that are really like fun to do stuff with, like go to dances. Like I remember when I was a sophomore, I none of us could date yet. So we couldn't go to homecoming, but we went to Wild Waves for uh, some Fright Fest thing because it was, you know, near Halloween. So that was just fun to do with them. And they were, a, you know, fun group to do that. None of that yeah. usual stuff that like happens around homecoming with other groups. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, you talked about peer pressure and how that's a a huge thing, especially growing up and being a teenager. Besides your friends and picking good friends, I guess, what have you kind of done to help you in those situations that when you are being peer pressured that you don't? Obviously, you're not perfect and you're not going to make the correct decision every single time. But for the majority of the time, what what do you do to um, help you when you're getting peer pressured? Just knowing it's a really great thing to know that there are people, that other people like you. That's that's the best feeling. Like, oh, I'll, I can just, you know, go hang out with them. And, you know, we were on the same page here. It's, it's really good to know that and helps you feel more comfortable saying no to other things. Growing up or in high school, I kind of did the double life <laughs> where I had yeah. member of the church friends who were awesome that I kind of did stuff with them on weekends. But when I was at school, I had my school friends and I was the only member in that big group. And it is so much harder to say no when you're the only one. So having a big support group like you did, because my group of member friends was small and I wasn't as close with them. So it wasn't a huge support group for me, but since you have such a big support group, it's so easy for you to be like, no, you know, if these friends are saying one thing, I'm going to go to these friends who, you know, understand my values, who aren't going to pressure me to do things that, you know, I wouldn't want to do. So I think that's huge. And Perry, do you, I feel like you kind of had that same situation in high school. I didn't really hang out with anybody my age who was a member of the church. I grew up next to Brooke and Carson uh, at an even smaller high school, about half the size. And um, I was one of the only members. It, it was definitely tough at times. There were definitely times where, where I messed up, but there were also times where I feel like I made a positive impact on somebody's life. I just remember one time there was this girl who I'd gone to school with since we were in like kindergarten. And since we were in such a small town, you kind of grow up with the people you're in school with. I think we were in like 10th or 11th grade. And she was like, 
wait, you're Mormon? <laughs> She's like, I would have never guessed that. I felt like terrible that night because I went back home and I was just like, are you serious? This girl has known me for 15 or 16 years and she had no idea that I was a member of the church, especially like I acted. And so that was a big wake up call to me for sure. And I think we all kind of need those moments. It usually is in high school when you kind of make that decision, uh, which, which way you're going to go. And so I guess one thing I would ask you too, Carson is how do you kind of balance that? Because you want to have a lot of friends who are members of the church and who support you. But I also think it can be harmful if you just have friends who are members of the church and you kind of close yourself off to everybody else. Because as members of the church and as youth, we have so much to offer the world. And that's kind of what we want to get out of this podcast is to obviously make the make the youth stronger, but also kind of ways we can spread the gospel to others. And how have you balanced that with your friends who are members and your friends who are not members? Just like not a lot of uh, my member friends like play sports, like a couple of them do. So with my non-member friends, I'm usually like, you know, doing sports stuff with them and you know, hanging out with them, playing basketball or whatever. And so when I want to do that, I'm with them. But when I want to just, you know, act stupid and, you know, have fun and be goofy, I go with my member friends and just, you know, do dumb, fun stuff or watch a good movie. Because sometimes my non-member friends are like, hey, let's watch this movie. I'm like, well, can't really do that so do your do your non-member friends know that you're a member of the church and that and do they kind of know the values that you have yeah yeah they they um knew my dad was a bishop and they called him pastor ford (laughs) they still they still call him that so yeah they're that's hilarious yeah they know so how how did that come about? Like, was that just natural that they just found out? Or like, did you tell them? Or did they just know from other people? How did that kind of happen? I think they were asking about um, wards or something. I was trying to explain them like the teams in church ball because I had a few of them play church ball with me. And I was like, my dad's actually like the like the leader of, my ward or like the bishop and they're like oh so he's like a pastor and I'm like yeah (laughs) sure (laughs) and do you feel because because it was the same way with my close friends I was the same exact way as you Carson all my best friends I played basketball and football growing up and all my best friends were non-members and they all played sports with me and and they knew pretty early on that I wasn't that I was a member of the church because I could never play on tournaments and on Sunday and but one thing they gave me a lot of crap. My friends always did. They always made fun of me and and a ton of jokes and things like that. But at the end of the day, they always respected my values. And uh, I just remember like I'd be at a friend's house and they'd put on a rated R movie, and my friend who wasn't a member would say like, "Hey, we can't watch that. Perry's here. Like we gotta wait till he leaves or 
if people were drinking or something like that, like they always knew that I wasn't going to do that. So that was really cool uh, to be able to see that. And I know it can be hard, like with non-member friends, because I mean, yeah, they don't really understand fully what we understand and our beliefs, which is fine. Um, but do you feel like they, it's that same way too? Like they maybe poke fun a little bit, but they also at the same time respect you for the values that you have. Yeah. Yeah. They're, there there's like a a weird fear that i feel like uh youth members have like oh they're they're you know they're gonna deny me if i say we can't watch this movie but a a lot of the time if you have like good non-member friends like they'll totally respect you and like do it in like a, a loving way everyone just has this expectation of like no it's fine you know drink this watch that I think it's super important to have non-member friends because, I mean, that's our whole goal here is to share the gospel with others. And I just remember in high school, even in junior high, we would, because we had early morning seminary, so we would all go to seminary and then go to school. And a huge group of the members would go into like the choir room and not, and everyone else everyone else in the school would be like in the gym just waiting before school started and I always thought that was so weird because it's like they wanted to create a barrier between people who weren't in our church it's like no we can't socialize with you you don't you know believe in the same thing and then it's like putting that message out to people who need to hear our message and that we need to be friends with and I think there was just such a stigma of like oh I can't hang out with you because you know you don't go to my church and it's like that's the exact opposite of how we need to be but we also need to stay true to our values and true to what we believe in but there's a definite way to do that and like you're saying it's like they respect you not every person is going to be rude about it or mean um my friends were the same way I rarely you know went to parties or anything because my best friend maddie would be like oh brooke like you wouldn't want to be there because she knew that's not what i like to do and i respected that from her you know sometimes i'd be like well that's kind of lame but looking back i'm like wow she definitely was looking out for me because who knows what if i went and you know i had peer pressure and just having a friend who wasn't in my church, but still knew my values and respected that. I always thought that was amazing. And I think it's cool that we have had those experiences. Just going off of that, how would you, how do you feel about sharing the gospel, I guess, to your friends? I mean, they know that you are a member, but have you ever tried to kind of explain more about what we believe in or what our church is about or do you kind of just keep it as you know this is my church this is what we do yeah I've never really explained like doctrine or anything to them but I just give them like information like I was talking about like how dad was a bishop and you know the wards and kind of like the furthest the closest to um doctrine I've taught them is just like word of wisdom and Mm -hmm. you know the standards we have I think that's one of the most important base things for them to know 
That's that's really cool. I love that so much. I I think the biggest thing when you're a youth and the best way to do missionary work is just living the gospel because if you just live the gospel, it's already saying so much because everybody sees that you're different. Yeah, our biggest way of teaching is our example. The next thing I want to ask you is what as a youth of the church and like kind of all the changes that have been going on with the church and you know the home center church and all that that's been going on what's one thing that you wish your leaders focused on more like that you kind of knew more about or you think would help you a little more because i like i know for me i i didn't really truly like understand the atonement before my mission and i mean i i don't think a lot of us do because it's it's, I mean, it takes a whole lifetime to kind of know, but like, what's kind of one main thing that if you were talking to your leaders, you would want them to kind of focus on that you think youth need in the world today? Yeah, I, I'm definitely, you know, atonement with that. I, it's, you know, the most important thing we can focus on. And also like just making good use of your time. Are you always on your phone? Are you always out with friends just goofing off and stuff like that? Or like, are you working hard? Like, it's good to like work hard for something or just have goals. That's the new thing, you know, set goals for yourself, which I think is really good. I should probably focus on that more. <laughs> it's, yeah, and this is a great time to do some of the of the sections on goals, but kind of hard to do the social ones <laughs> getting getting easier but it was hard for a while yeah I think that's so true like I didn't really think of that one until you just said that but they totally don't focus on at least they didn't focus on that when I was a youth habit making and yeah just using your time wisely because I mean in high school <laughs> You kind of just do whatever you want. At least for me, once I got into college, I was like, oh, my parents aren't here to tell me to read my scriptures or to pray or whatever. And that's when I had to like start fresh and start making habits. And that's so true. It would be, you know, nice to kind of hear that more. But I love that they started the goal making in the new curriculum. And I think yeah really helpful because that's going to be I mean a lot of your life is making goals and reaching them because that helps you work hard and do all those things so yeah I think that is a great a great one one that I kind of wish I knew more and I feel like you could kind of agree to this is missionary work as a youth I never served a mission but Part of it was just because I was going to school, but I think another part of it is I didn't feel like I could serve a mission because I feel like I didn't have enough lessons on it or something. Like I didn't feel adequate to go on a mission and teach people yeah. because I feel like I didn't know how to share the gospel. It's like I loved everything about the gospel, but sharing it just wasn't something I felt super strongly about because now that especially since we've been married, Perry's been very helpful with, you know, 
helping me share the gospel. But looking back, I wish I shared the gospel with so many more of my friends because that's such an important part of our life. And you almost don't really see that in high school. It's almost once you leave and kind of start your new path that you're like, wow, I was so close to them, but they really never knew that big part of my life. And I wish I had shown them that. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like this guilt that I'm feeling with all of my high school friends that I, you know, barely talk to anymore. Yeah. Would you agree to that? Do you think missionary work is something that they should kind of hit harder and maybe they do yeah they they could do it more some missionaries come into like seminary every once in a while and like do role plays oh yeah that's awesome which yeah helps a little bit i just i don't know if it's just me but like i have this like thing of like i don't want to look like those kids and all the videos on lds.org just like <laughs> corny Mormon but like like seeing a kid sit alone so you go and sit by him (laughs) totally I'm sounding terrible I'm sounding like a terrible person here but (laughs) no you're sounding (laughs) yeah yeah so it's just like I'm I'm worried like other member kids are gonna look at me like oh he's just like just trying to like stick it to us like I'm such a better member than you right now like right I don't know I just don't want to look like one of those kids in the videos. Yeah, you want to be genuine. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a big, uh, that's kind of a big issue with youth in the church is kind of the comparison and always comparing yourself to somebody else in your quorum or in another ward or do you think that's a big thing? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's almost more of a you don't want to like be too much of a of a member now than like too less of a member like it's almost like you're too cool for that so that that to me is like scary yeah because it's like i i totally get what you're saying that was the same exact way growing up Mm -hmm. like you still want to be like cool but you still want to live the gospel and i guess i guess kind of what how do you think we can make those two things coexist like being cool and being a member of the church (laughs) i don't know i just we got to find some way to get rid of that that view yeah i don't know people need to see more that that's like the cool thing to do like help somebody out do service there's Mm -hmm. nothing nothing bad comes from giving service to someone it's good for them it's good for you and it's a special thing to watch something like that happen even like just watching somebody help someone else like Mm -hmm. oh that's that's cool but when you're doing it i don't know why but you don't feel like people are thinking the same thing right i think what you just said is like genius definitely from the spirit what you just said because i feel like service is kind of one of the biggest things that Christ did when he was on the earth is he just served and that's one of the best ways to feel the spirit without talking about the church for example like that would be so easy for you to tell your friends who aren't members that you play sports with just like 
one Saturday, hey guys, like there's a old lady at my church. She needs some help, like in her yard. Do you guys want to help? And I oh, yeah. guarantee they would say yes. Right. They totally would. Yeah. So I, I think that's such a great idea because I did that with my friends in high school too. Like I was scared to talk to them about the church, but if it was ever like helping somebody, they were always down. Like people love serving. Like you said, it, you always feel good afterwards and people crave that feeling. And I think the more that they see that, the more they'll feel the spirit and be like, wow, this is like something I want with me all the time. Yeah, and that's such a big part of our church that I think maybe we sometimes forget. Like Perry was saying, that's all, almost all Christ did is just serve and love. And I think that's such a good way to kind of introduce them to the gospel, like just serving. And then you're like, you know, it just, it kind of opens the door to questions and answers about the gospel. And it just kind of bases everything around, like you were saying, the spirit and feeling of serving others, which I think is amazing. I think that's such a good idea. Well, the last thing, Carson, that we'll have you touch on is kind of your testimony. And I, I'm not saying you have to like say, hi, my name is Carson. <laughs> and you don't have to like close in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. But I kind of want you to just, kind of give us an insight on to into like why you believe in Christ and like why you're still deciding to to live the gospel as a senior in high school when it's not the cool thing to do like we just said like what what has been the experiences in your life or the recent things that have happened with you that have kept you strong in your faith in Christ knowing that Jesus Christ loves everyone. That's just the best, and that He's always with you in the darkest place, in the loneliest place. He'll always be there. And that's definitely um, a good thing to think about as you're going through school. Because sometimes, you know, you don't know anybody in a classroom and it's just not a good environment or anything. So, and you're just, you have to find an escape in Jesus Christ is definitely that escape for you in any situation. I, I think that's about as genuine um, as a testimony can get. And I think there's a lot of people in the world right now that need to hear that message that uh, Jesus Christ can be that escape. A lot of people are looking for an escape right now. And a lot of the escapes they're going to are negative ones that you know, tear them down even more. But um, I really loved what you said. And I could really feel the spirit as you were talking about that. And uh, just thank you so much for being such a great example to so many and for continuing to love the Savior, like you said, because he loves everybody. Yeah, and just to quickly add on to that. I mean, yeah, that was an amazing testimony. And one thing that I've always admired about Carson is, I mean, he's always been spot on with the gospel. When he was little and like was able to first read, he, I would come downstairs and he'd be reading the Book of Mormon. <laughs> and that's like, so not what I was doing. <laughs> and just having that constant example, and he wouldn't, I mean, he would say nothing. He's just doing it on his own. 
And just to have that example, it's like, wow, I'm six years older and I should be that example to him, but really he's that to me. And he's always been that way. He's always been so strong. And I'm just grateful to have you as an example to me. And um, I know that you are to your friends and, you know, our family. So thank you so much for being here and bringing the spirit. And um, I just know everyone listening will feel that too. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. We would like to give a thank you again to Carson Ford for being our first guest on Zion's Youth Podcast. We are so grateful for all of your support and all of your love, and we hope that we can continue to make this a great experience for the youth in the church. If you would like to be part of the podcast, you can message us at Zion's Youth Podcast on Instagram. Thank you again so much for listening, and we hope to see you all next week.